Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Practice Project podcast from Encoder, the world's leading digital sheet music app. I'm Bethany, and I'm joined again today by my colleague, Ricky. We both work at Encoder, and we also both play the violin. Hi, Bethany, and a warm welcome to all our listeners. So we're going to cover a very important subject in today's episode, right, Bethany? Yes, we're discussing the prevention of performance-related injuries in musicians, particularly music students. All of the practical advice set out in today's episode is taken from an article called Injury Prevention, What Music Teachers Can Do, which was first published by Christine Guptill and Christine Zaza in 2010. We know from other research that the risk of musicians getting some sort of injury as a result of playing their chosen instrument is pretty high. Problems like strains and sprains, nerve compressions and joint disorders, as well as anxiety and neurological problems are often reported by musicians. And we also know that playing-related injuries are not just a problem for musicians who have been playing for many years. Recent research has shown that more than 20% of music students still experience playing-related injuries during the course of their studies. So although Guptil and Zaza's article was first published a while ago, their work is still relevant and useful. What specifically are we going to cover today, Bethany? Well, based on the research done by Guptil and Zaza, there are four key habits that musicians and music teachers can adopt to help prevent playing-related injuries. Number one, making sure you do physical warm-ups and cool-downs. Number two, taking consistent breaks during practice. Number three, discouraging so-called crash practicing. And number four, encouraging smart practice. As a musician, if you can combine these four different elements into your regular practice routine, it should go a long way towards keeping you healthy and at the same time improve your playing. Yes, and predictably it all starts with a good warm-up, Ricky. In their article, Guptil and Zaza emphasise the importance of physically warming up before you practice and cooling down properly after each session. This might include gentle stretching beforehand to prepare the body for the performance ahead and stretching afterwards to reduce any muscle stiffness and soreness. And physical warm-ups can also involve, for example, deep breathing for wind players and slow, comfortable playing for pianists and string players. Do whatever works best for you and do it consistently before and after you practice. Lastly, make sure the room that you're practicing in is warm. Playing with cold hands in a cold room isn't good for you or your instrument. The second aspect is taking regular breaks from practice, another crucial component in injury prevention. Guptil and Zaza suggest two types of breaks, micro breaks of about 30 seconds and longer ones, which might mean pausing completely for say five minutes after every half an hour of practice. Although the length of these longer breaks should vary from instrument to instrument. That makes sense and seems pretty self-explanatory. The third thing you mentioned at the start was avoiding crash practicing. What does that mean? Crash practicing, and I think we've all been there, involves prolonged intense sessions of practice which can end up causing mental and physical strain on musicians and students. Instead of practicing that way, Guptil and Zaza recommend shorter and more frequent practice sessions interspersed with regular breaks, as we have already heard. 
This makes your music practice more manageable and facilitates good technique, while reducing the risk of unnecessary tension and fatigue, both mental and physical. Hi, I'm Mike Newman, ENCODA's Institutional Partnerships Director. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Practice Project Podcast. You can make your practice even more effective with an ENCODA subscription. You'll get access to over 110,000 titles from renowned publishers, advanced annotation tools, and much more. So, subscribe today and enhance your musical journey with ENCODA. So, before the break, we heard that it's important to avoid crash practicing and instead to structure your practice as shorter, more frequent, high-quality sessions. What you then choose to do during those shorter practice sessions must be very important, right? Absolutely. The fourth and final habit that Guptil and Zaza focus on is practicing smart. In other words, taking time to think about what, how and why you are practicing. For example, one element of this might be identifying any specific difficulties you have with a piece of music, which could be technical or rhythmic, then breaking down the piece into small chunks and working on it slowly, until the problems are resolved and you can achieve accuracy and fluency. So, a little bit like playing detective with your music, working out what the issues are with the piece, and then working through them methodically to improve your playing bit by bit. From a performance perspective... Guptil and Zaza also believe that smart music practice should involve some form of cognitive rehearsal. In other words, as part of your routine, you should visualize yourself successfully performing the music you are practicing without physically playing your instrument. Other research has shown that mentally rehearsing a piece in this way helps with confidence, reduces anxiety, and can ultimately lead to a more successful performance. The final element of smart practice, according to Guptil and Zaza, is working on good posture and playing position. Maintaining the natural curves of the spine, whether you are sitting or standing, can directly reduce the risk of posture-related injuries. So avoid slouching or hyperextending your back, which can cause tension and pain, and move with the music so that your posture is dynamic. Ideally, chairs and instruments should also be specially fitted and adjusted to promote good posture and a natural playing position. But ultimately, If you can pay attention to your posture and playing position, you will be more comfortable and efficient when you are playing, and your technique should naturally improve. Guptil and Zaza concluded from their research study that music teachers are crucial in preventing playing-related injuries among their students. And it's hard to argue with that, By actively encouraging correct practice habits and techniques, music educators can ensure a healthier musical journey for all students. But if you ever experience any twinges, pain or areas of tension in your practice, make sure to talk about it as soon as possible with your teacher, a physiotherapist or an Alexander Technique teacher. So a quick recap for our listeners. In terms of injury prevention, the four specific habits advocated by Guptil and Zaza are number one, Warm up before every practice session and cool down afterwards. Number two, take regular breaks during practice sessions, at least five minutes every half an hour. Number three, 
focus on shorter, more frequent, better quality sessions. And number four, practice smart. Be methodical, use mental rehearsals, and work on your posture. Thanks again to all our listeners for joining us today on the Practice Project podcast brought to you by Encoda. Stay tuned for more academic insights on music practice in future episodes. Until then, stay healthy and enjoy your music making.